This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Podcast. If you or someone in your family has been injured at work, visit mej.com.au. Hit 104.7. Josh, uh, I saw a kid on Friday who... Uh, there's just nothing in adult life that makes you this happy. So it's like, it's it's fun, but it's also, a, um, there's an undercurrent of, oh, okay, yeah. I guess this is growing up. Uh, he please was don't do that again. leaving Kmart. I'll do it as much as I please. No, please don't. Especially with him coming back. They're encouraging it as well. Um... He was leaving Kmart with a toy that I think probably cost about 30 bucks. It was a big dinosaur toy. Yeah. Uh, he and his mum and his older brother were leaving. And uh, I'm guessing this is something that he just asked for. And the mum was like, you know what? Whatever. It's a Friday yeah. hour, though. Soup's on. Have fun. Uh, and just bought it for him. He was leaving. And I was just, so, well, I guess I wasn't minding my own business that much because I was able to take all of this in. But I was about to walk past them. And he said, he said to his mum... It's been a hell of a day. Oh, that's so fantastic. He said, he goes, school, seen dad, now this, it's been a hell of a day. Yeah, wow. It made me love. I hope in dad's, dad's case, this is positive, it's been a hell of a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> it. dad, it's been terrible. Oh, God, yeah. what, a, what, a, what a hassle for me. Yep. But no, the way he said it all, it was like, this has been a, the day of his life. That's fantastic, I this little dude. And turned around and looked at his mum, and yeah. she was also laughing. And I went, I like nodded at her, and she went, "Yeah, yeah this is not something I hear very often." So yeah, I don't know what kids, the hell either. Kids just are so brilliant when it comes to saying things that they that are above their pay grade. Like when they say in TV, when they say a phrase yeah. that they have no business using, it yeah. is fantastic. And, um, uh, so Carrie's nine year old. He is the best, and I used to do this when I was a kid too. He's the best for just using joining words. That he doesn't yeah. need to, so he'll say things. Well, actually, yeah, and like, that's so funny. No, it was quite underwhelming and yeah. stuff like that. And I just be like, your vocabulary is the best, dude. I remember my uncle Peter. Uh, he he used to just say randomly, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I heard him say it once. Mm. Uh, I was at my auntie and uncle's house, and we were having dinner or whatever. And then she was like, "Oh, Pete, do you want some more? Like, do you want some more dinner or whatever?" And he's like, "You know what? No, I'm. I've had sufficient. I've had sufficient." And I went. I've home. learned that from you. Yeah. I I went home and used that. Yeah. Till today, when yeah. my mum's no, like, yeah, I learned that from yeah. you. Mum's yeah. like, do you want any more? And I'm like, no, I've had sufficient. That's a, that's a <laughs> one-time joke yeah. that is now a family legacy. That's oh, incredible. I still pull that out. Yeah. I, that's I've been using that from six now till twenty-seven. Yeah. Amazing. Just I can't imagine what my mum's face. I can't remember it all, but I can't imagine my mum's face the first day. I was like, I've had sufficient. My sister used to her catchphrase that she used to have, like the I'm I've had sufficient and the hell of a day. Hers was the best hmm. when she'd want us to do something that. She she wanted to do, yeah. and she would do this w- with careless abandon. It was all the time. So playing a board game, going to the shops, doing, going to watch a movie. Yeah, yeah. she would say, "Let's do X, Y, Z." As a family, <laughs> she would add "as a family" as like a guilt mechanism to try and make my parents That's go. That's very funny. Oh, we never do anything together. Yeah. You're right. Except Apart from the fact we were together. always together, yeah, we together, eat dinner together. every night. We yeah. do literally because we're a family. Yeah. We're children. We have to do everything together. Kate used to say to the point where it's yeah. now a running family joke That's very funny. that whenever she wants to do something, we go, "Oh, yeah. as a family, would we do that as a family?" Yeah. I would love you to get on the phone, 131060. Did you have one or do you have a kid that has one? Do they just say things that are like, 
Why are you speaking to me like you're a little business person? A little like, catchphrase. Yeah. Is, there, is there a turn of phrase you're That's kid, like way above your pay grade as a five or six-year-old. They shouldn't be using the yeah. kind of words they're using. Yeah. Is there just something your kid says regularly where you just go, <laughs> mm. that's brilliant. Yeah. And I can't tell you until you're older why that's brilliant. Yeah. It you just don't is. get why it's funny that you as a five-year-old are saying yeah. that. But you'll understand one day. Promise me you won't stop saying it. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. After a kid who, would, what did you say, five or six, Ned, turned yep. around and said, it's been a hell of a day in public. We want to know, yeah. what does your kid say regularly that is just a little bit beyond their pay grade? It's like, where did you even learn this from? We've got Mike in the studio, producer Mike. Did you have one of these from your life? Yeah, I did. So it was like when I was about five or six years yeah. old, and I must have been, after a family gathering, like my older cousins like picking on me or yeah. whatever it was, and I just got frustrated with everything, mm. that I went into the room where all the adults were, yeah. and I just went, that's it, I'm turning everything off. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. As a threat, because that's what my mum would do, He would, she would threaten to turn yeah, off the yeah. PlayStation. My, <laughs> like, that worked to me. Yeah. My threat, and mum still reminds me of this, Jenny still tells me all the time, she's like, when you were about four, you walked out of the house with, a, with my little suit suitcase to go to move into the cubby house mm. and you said I'm not coming back until I get some respect in this house yeah. <laughs> it's like what's this respect <laughs> up until two years ago you were crapping in your pants <laughs> what, what respect re- do you think you deserve <laughs> respect am I hoping for yeah. Georgia's on the line from morning Asa. how are you Georgia good thanks guys do you have something you'd like this in your life yeah my nephew is wise beyond his years mm. and when he married my, well, sorry, when his mum married my brother, um, it, they were part of the photo session yeah. or whatever, and afterwards, when he was about seven at the time, and afterwards I said, oh, how was it? And he said, oh, it was all right. And then he went, actually, no, it was torture. <laughs> Turn it, <laughs> smile. <laughs> Turn it, smile. Like, oh. <laughs> it's all too much for me. How, how old was he when he said seven, this? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Seven. <laughs> It's like, it's essentially, I guess, anything that you have to do that you don't absolutely want to do is like, why am I doing this? I'll tell you something that actually, this is a true story, Georgia, and I'm not making this up on the spot. When I was seven, I was the page boy at my auntie's wedding, mm. and we were taking so many photos. Like, in my little seven-year-old brain, I remember it as about a four-hour lot of photos. I got a can of Fanta and spilt it down the front of my shirt in my little tuxedo on purpose so that I wouldn't be in the photos anymore, mm. and that made the photographer want to take more photos. He's like, this idiot? Yeah, because I did forgot that I was seven, and that's yeah. cute, so yeah. Yeah. Now I'm taking a bunch of photos <laughs> with my Fanta shirt. <laughs> Josh, you're having a bit of... Yeah. I feel bad because I've had shades of this, but no, I've just kind of given up, which yeah. is also sort of sad in of itself. So let's just have a quick chat about our dads. All right? Okay. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out a couple of things about Greg, your dad, and we'll talk about my dad, Craig. Should I? Okay, you can. Go. No, I'm going to... Oh, these I'll... are things you've said on air before. Oh, you okay, have said fine. these on air before. Yeah. I'm just going to remind people listening. Also, not a lot of stuff can be said about my dad that I would refute. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad is a massive fan of the Essendon Bombers, the uh, Essendon Football Club in the AFL. He's a lifetime member. He gets upset Mm. for days afterwards if they have an absolutely terrible loss. It'll ruin his mood, yeah. And, and like, outside of what it should. Like, he'll be, like, sulking at dinner. He'll, like, mope around at work. I know he has, like, a bad attitude. The Tawny boys are all Carlton supporters, and uh, that's from my granddad to my dad to me, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we're used to misery, so we don't don't get upset about that. Uh, Um, It's a thing that, as a bomber supporter, we are learning. Yeah, the Collingwood (laughs) loss uh, just before the final eight this year was very hard, but apart from that, we just accept misery, and that's fine, but my dad (laughs) has now invented a way to have this in his life. He started playing golf. And so I called my dad yesterday and I said, how are you going? And he goes, uh, it wasn't a good weekend. 
And I said, why? Yeah, He goes, good. played terribly on Saturday. And what? I said, this is insane, Dad. This is a, this is a hobby. Yeah. This is something you're supposed to do for fun. It's Monday afternoon, and you're still upset about playing golf badly on Saturday. Yeah. This is... This is getting to a point where we're going to need to have a family intervention where if you're not good enough to play golf, mm. don't play it anymore. You're getting so upset. Hobbies are meant to be like an escape, a, yes. a bit of fun, yes. something that you can look forward to, not something that should actively ruin your mood. A hundred percent. And so this is so your dad also has a lot of thing in common with my dad in that has your dad visited him by himself ever to Canberra? No. It's always with your mum. Yep. He's Same. only visited me as since I've left home and done this uh, done radio for the last near on ten years, he's come to visit me by himself once. Dad's done the exact same thing yeah. once. My mum's coming by herself, by the way, next month. Yeah, my mum's coming next month by herself as well. This oh, is it's this. so funny. This is all in, so in sync. Yeah. I have been, been desperately trying to suggest that Dad comes here. Yeah. We're just I can take him to like take him to bleachers, a sports bar. There's have, so much stuff. There's to do. so much stuff to do. I would love just having a weekend with my dad. Yeah. Apparently. Me, myself, not enough of a draw card. That's a real shame. Dad has found a package online mm. where you can play at four Canberra golf clubs, uh, four of the golf clubs, not the capital, but four of the Canberra golf clubs yeah. as part of a package deal over the weekend, mm. and now he's desperate to come to Canberra. So you're essentially... It'll be less of a visit, and he just knows he won't have to hire a caddy. He just knows there'll be f- yeah. a free caddy <laughs> yeah. and free accommodation yeah, yeah, to yeah. go with this package. Because fitting four golf trips into a weekend—we're not doing anything else. I've played golf before. Yeah. You don't. You essentially have to corner off a, a half of your yeah. day. That's playing nine at one course in the morning, yeah. nine at one course in the afternoon, then Saturday, same thing again. A uh, Sunday, same thing again. That's, Why are we not yeah. enough for our dads to want to come visit us? What What's going on? Look, I've spoken to a therapist extensive, <laughs> extensively about this, and she doesn't know either. <laughs> Josh, everyone has a different opinion. Everyone has a different preference when it comes to pretty much everything. That's yep. sort of how human beings function and work. What makes us so interesting and also what makes us argue all the time. Uh, I feel like... Maybe everyone in the world can unanimously agree that the middle seat on a plane is not the way to go. The middle seat on a plane, I don't think there would be anybody out there that thinks that's the best option. No. I don't know who that person would be. You 13, 10, 60, if you think that and have a reason as to why, well, I can pretty much assure no one's about to call. I don't think anyone will call I can. What I was about to say next was, I think unless you have some weird quirk where you enjoy being in the middle yeah. seat, you would not have a reason to enjoy being in the middle seat. It is the least preferable seat. Did you want to say kink then? I did, but I, you just asked a bunch of people to call. And I, didn't want to, I didn't want to make this a whole, oh, well, if, if you're this a shows, weirdo. Like, if this shows <laughs> against anything, it's kink shaming. So get on the phone 13, 10, 60. We will just, we're just, no, I just curious. Feel like you just have to have something where that was just a weird quirk of you. You enjoyed that. You know, like Maybe some you people, have the safety of having two people on either side. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's I like don't a, get it, because yeah. if something, I mean, Whatever, but I just I'm look explain why your reasoning is on thirteen to a therapist probably, but that's and then fine. also figure it out. But yeah, I also feel like maybe if you sit in the middle, you get unbridled access to both armrests or something. Maybe that's that, just, yeah, maybe the reason argument. But that's to be not made. a rule. That's like you get in and it's just you. Everyone's sharing everything. So. Honestly, the last minute of radio says more about us than it does about you. Yeah. That is how feverishly against the middle seat I am that I can't understand it. So I think. Virgin Australia are very aware that the middle seat is not the way to go because they have started essentially a middle seat raffle where if you book the middle seat, there are $230,000 worth of prizes to be won. (laughs) And they have given 
an entire row. I, every person on the middle seat of a flight has been given a six grand cruise ticket. I did see this. This was done as a big stunt yesterday. I yeah. think it was at Melbourne Airport. Yep. I, yeah. Just incredible scenes there. There are people hugging the CEO of Virgin. Everyone's so excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it's a great PR exercise. It's good. But the problem I have with this is a bit of an unintended consequence is now if you McDonald's monopoly the middle seat yeah. on all of the flights, yeah. anybody that's a couple who wants to sit next to each other is now going to have some Kino who wants to win yeah. a cruise yeah. blocking the middle seat. Which you know what? So now... I like that. The only yeah. thing that was ever good about the middle seat is if you're with someone, you can put the armrest up and you can sort of cuddle. Yeah. Gone. It's that gone. option's gone yeah. now because there are going to be a bunch of people desperate to win putting a massive human divider in between you and your loved one. I also like it because I hope that someone sits in the middle and then they, someone comes and asks them because that's what you see a lot where someone's like, hey, we're a couple. Do you mind if we sit together? I would love that if you booked a middle seat, then got asked that, then won the prize. <laughs> that's got to be one of the best days of your life. Yep. You're like, I'm sitting on the aisle and I won the middle seat raffle. Yeah, if you do, but what if it's, is it like a, that, it's, like a, it's like a meat tray? You have to be in the seat to win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think the flight steward comes down and yeah. is like, and here is your prize. Oh, well, I'll just put this confetti cannon away because obviously you're no longer sitting in the correct seat. You don't listen to instructions. Then that's going to be the worst day No life. cruise for you. <laughs> Ned, whew, I looked like an absolute dill yesterday. I hated it. I really did not enjoy yeah. what happened to me yesterday afternoon. Isn't that Tommy's um, brother from the Rugrats? Yeah, and I, mean, I and I looked... He as, had a pretty odd-looking head. As much like a baby yeah. when I had to go crawling back yeah. to somebody who had repeatedly shunned their offers for help <laughs> as Dill, the baby from Rugrats. Yeah. I was... Uh, I, well, I hosted trivia last night, PJs in the City, and I was doing a little bit of a new thing with the sound system, so I went and got some cords. I needed to get some cords nice. um, to hook up up to the sound system there. And so I went to J-Car in Belconnen, and I just thought, because that is... Good on you for... If that guy's listening, he's no, like, I want to oh, give him the prop. good. I want to give him the props. <laughs> yeah. He was absolutely in the right, and I was absolutely in the wrong. Yeah. Uh, it was J-Car in Belconnen. I'll even say it was about 5 o'clock yesterday <laughs> afternoon. So if you're the guy behind the counter, props to you, because yeah. you were in the right, and I was in the wrong. Or if you want to go and check the rosters for who yeah. was on yesterday, you can ask them if this really this happened. person's politeness and dignity in the face of what I did. Yeah. Incredible. I was looking for chords to plug into a thing. It was a weird thing. It was an RCA going into a 3.5. It was It was a... I had to Frankenstein a creation of chords okay. and plugs and to get this to work the way I wanted it to work. It's impressive. It's like... I, I, because I'm a millennial, I shouldn't sort of be at least a little bit aware of this, but when you explain stuff like this to me, I feel like my, my or your dad, where I'm like... Ugh. Just speaking gibberish to yeah, me, mate. And it, Good it, on you. Look, I was speaking gibberish to the point where I was speaking gibberish to myself. Right, okay. I was deluding yeah, yeah. myself into thinking I wouldn't need any help. And look, I will say, on the precipice of humility, uh, I won't go over the cliff into humility just yet. If I had had more time, I wouldn't have needed help. Sure. But I was time sensitive. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to need help. The problem here is I had already been asked by the gentleman behind the counter if I was right four separate times. I will say four I'm separate sh- times. This guy's just trying to be helpful, yeah. as are most customer service people. Mm-hmm. But if I say I'm good, leave it. So I've third, made my decision. The third time I said to him quite sternly, went, Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, mate. Yeah. And then after about another five minutes of me clearly not being able to find what mm-hmm. I was looking for, mm-hmm. he said a very and and I just Got to give this guy props. The way he said it, the empathy in his voice, it made it impossible to get angry. He asked for a fourth time and went, yeah. you sure you're right, mate? Just anything I can help you with. Yeah. And I literally turned around to him and said, no, mate, 
I'm just trying to Frankenstein a bit of a cable situation. I'm just trying to find some things. That's fine. Did you say the phrase, I know more about this than you? God, no. Yeah. God, no. Good. You would never say, say that to a JCAR employee. They, and then know, you would they also, know what they're talking about. You would never also say that on air. I don't think I, don't think I would ever say that in general, but <laughs> yeah. unless it was to you about something. But and no. honestly, most of the time it's correct. I really, really was trying to get to this guy, do not ask me again. You're actually slowing me down at this point. I'm mm. trying to find what I'm trying to find. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Another five minutes go past, and I've found, if you know anything about plugs, like I've found the reverse of what I'm looking for. Okay. So there's a thing going out, I need a thing to go in, and I'm looking at this thing going, I just need this the other way around. So like, how, like... I need this plug, but reversed. They've got to make this reversed. Like The only way I can associate this with anything that I would understand is like how you connect old headphones into Apple products now. I needed that, that little adapter I needed the other that way. the other way yeah, around. So okay. I needed to be able to plug something out of something. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I've gone to the counter <laughs> with the little dongle in my hand, mm. and I've looked at the guy and gone, excuse me, mate, and he has <laughs> gone, and I've got to try and replicate it because it was perfection. Yeah. He's gone... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. God. Like, yeah. <laughs> as much as I'm sure this guy, if he's listening, is enjoying this, nothing could have been better than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. With a smirk on his face, it was just the right level of, no, I deserve this. Yeah. I was able to, in my head, go, yeah. no, I deserve all of this. Fair enough, sir. And I've gone, do you have this in reverse? And he's proceeded to find it. Everything was great. Yeah. I probably should have just accepted his help the first yeah. time. Just if you are in mm-hmm. an expert shop where you are looking for something very niche and very expert, hardware stores, yeah. electronic stores, hell, even maybe sometimes, depending on your technological abilities, the Apple store. <laughs> if you're in a place where yeah. somebody behind the counter knows more than you, just go with it. Just yeah. let just let them help you because my own hubris made me look like an absolute idiot yesterday. I usually have the exact opposite of what you had yesterday. Where Somebody help me! Yeah, I'll go to Bunnings and they're like, can we help you with anything, mate? I go, yes! Do you explain taxes? How explain car insurance? Life insurance? How do I stop paying so much rent? Inflation. Josh, I saw this story and was like, oh my God. The guy has popped his tire, he's punctured his tire on something you would be absolutely stoked with. Mm. And then I um, think this guy's sort of an idiot. Okay. So <laughs> strap in. This is only something I realized as I read further into this story. This guy's driving along. Uh, he's driving in... Where King- is this, by the way? In Kingston. Mm-hmm. Not ACT. In Canada. Oh, in Canada. Yeah. There it we said, go. It says Kingston Man. And I went, oh, our Kingston? No. Not even... Canada's the, Kingston. Not even this hemisphere's Kingston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Kingston, Canada, Tommy... Tommy Sondi is his name, which is a rad name. That's a cool Tommy name. Sondi. Cool name. He's driving along, um, popped his tyre. He said, I knew right away my tyre was blown, so I pulled over the side of the road, and then I went to have a look at what the hell's happened. Yeah. What's going on here? What if I run over? Let me figure out. So let me get to the bottom of this. He has gone to where the tyre has popped to see what he's hit, and it's ended up being a 100-ounce bar of silver. Mmm. Like... The what they used to trade in the old West, mm. like a like a full bar of silver that has like the imprinted stuff on it. Yeah, silver a specimen. That's uh, yeah, yeah. specie or whatever they used to call it when exactly. you go. And I, I'll change this to balloons for this it's currency. Like yeah. An old timey bar, Weird. which looks hilarious. Weird. Um, it's worth just under three grand. That's how much it is. Wow, twenty six dollars an ounce, and he has found the. It's Everyone sleeps on silver. I always forget yeah. that silver is still worth a silver, hell of a silver. lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, silver is silver. It's not gold, obviously, but it's still silver. Um, <laughs> you would have to be fairly stoked with that, I'd imagine. I mean, popping your tire is 
it's just an annoyance. It's like, yeah. okay, now I've got to now I've got to change my tire. Now I'm going to have to go get another spare tire in case there's more silver bars no. on the on yes. the road or whatever. Um, so I feel like you'd be annoyed with what the work you would have to do, but sort of stoked that you're like, well, I'm probably going to net a grand out yeah. of this at least. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even if I go for the most bougie tire I can afford, there's no way it's going to cost more than two Come grand. Cost positive, exactly yeah. right. Um, this is where I think, what are you doing? What are you doing, Tommy Sondi? He's taking it to the police. The gold, the silver bar. The silver bar. He said it's marked Royal Canadian Milt Silver Bar. It has a silver. Uh, it had a serial number on it. So he's like, I contacted the detectives yep. and I gave it to them to see if there were any open investiga- investigations. People looking to silver, for silver bar. To which they replied, "Not for the last three hundred years, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah no, no, you're pretty good. We haven't had a wagon uh, ransacked by gold thieves in quite some time. Why would you hand this over? Well, I would I'll say tell you why. we're net even. I don't want to be stereotypical here. Very yeah. much not wanting to play into stereotypes on this show." He is Canadian, and I think That's the politeness true. there, yeah. the stereotypical politeness. You know what? Yeah. Because if I found silver just lying around, I'm not taking that to anyone. Hell no. I'm finding out how yeah. you cash in silver. I, I don't know if you can. You walk into an ANZ. I don't think that's how it works anymore. Go to the mint and say, "I've there got something go. you got might some want." Silver guys. <laughs> Josh, um, since uh, sorry, since I left home right, probably about ten years ago, I've wanted a dog. Yeah, but I also. Uh, I would like a dog on their terms as much as it would be on my terms as it's well. It's a very responsible way of dog ownership. You have been yeah. literally perusing for two years to find the perfect dog for you and your apartment well, living I'm, lifestyle. I'm finally somewhere where I probably have enough room that I could get a dog, mm-hmm. and so I've very much been strongly considering it. But, yeah, I've always wanted a dog, but if it's going to be in a tiny apartment or if it's just going to be – if it's essentially like – I get to come home and I go, oh, yay, now your life starts. And then I go and do all this other stuff and this dog's like, this sucks. That is awful, awful mm-hmm. I think. So I have made sure that I've set my life up in a way that I could have a dog. Well, and I do studio, have a dog. He's in the studio right now. He's so. behind my chair, I think. He is. He looks very dead at the moment, but yep. he's just very tired, which I'm enjoying that he's actually having because he's got some stuff he's got to do here at work today. <laughs> so he's, uh, on, he's on display. He's on display, but I'm enjoying that he's finally kind of getting a taste of what I go and do in the morning because usually what I do is I get up, feed him, and then leave, and yep. then I come back five or six hours later, and he is like on the couch going like... Oh, mm. where have you been? Oh, I'm much on. And then I'm tired and I want to have a nap, but he's immediately like, let's play. And I'm like, oh. God. So I'm enjoying that he's had to be up when I got up and now he's stayed up the whole time. You guys will be able to have a nap at the same time today. Which would be very cute. I'm very much looking forward to it. But um, he is currently, when I adopted him, though, like he's about 18 months old, well, maybe a bit older. He's about 19 months old. In a few months, he will go through a stage known as the Terrible Twos where he will really start to push it and do some stuff, that, some behaviour that will not be pleasing to you, but you just got to stick with him because so whatever. The terrible twos... What, it's usually associated dog, with kids. In dog years, would that be, what, he's 14 when he's two? Yes. Yeah. So it's like so. your terrible 14. He's like, he's like a teenager. He's like a moody teen. Because yeah, yeah. his terrible twos would be, I don't know, uh, like two months into his life, yeah, or yeah. not even four months into his life, I suppose. So... That is just you're a puppy, or not even. You're like an infant puppy. You don't even know what's going on. So the Terrible Twos are currently right now. Um, uh, so he's... That's, that's not speech. What's going decided on? Decided to chew through van, my, mm. a pair of my vans the other day. Oh, I did see that. Which yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I went to the shop for 20 minutes. I mean, oh, I've only bought him 
$100 worth of chew toys. None of them smell like dad, though. All well, They do because he also throws them at me and oh. then leaves them in my bed. So they all very much smell like me. But that's fine. I can understand why you would go downstairs to where nothing that you have would be and then just pick up a shoe and bring it upstairs and just chew the back out of it. Yep. I can understand that. He Fair really enough. did a number on it, too. Uh, then the other day, I was just at home having a coffee in the morning on a Saturday, just enjoying myself and decided... Whilst, by the way, surrounded by his toys, so, like, I was still in the house, surrounded by toys, went down and grabbed a Haviana that are uh, a fantastic thong, mm-hmm. just decided to eat it, eat half of it. Yeah. Um, so Our friends at the US Embassy, by the way, flip-flop. Yep, flip-flop. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, he, he um, does have a collection of fantastic thongs, but they, that's a different thing. It's a different thing. thing. Different thing. He can't get to those. They're <laughs> on a top shelf. Uh, but, no, he uh, has been passing thong and van for the last three days, which has been oh, gross, cool to gross. see. Yeah, he's been... Uh, yeah, oh, no. It's been pretty foul, but that's all right. Uh, the van's off-the-wall slogan's never been more appropriate. I've been fine because at least he's suffering through that. Yeah. So I'm like, you oh. learned your lesson. So as pissed as I am, mm. you know what? That also doesn't look like as much fun yep. coming out the other side. So Asalu, we are both in this mutual destruction pact at the moment. I'm not looking forward to this for our dog Cosmo when she gets to this age because yeah. she's about 10 months old now. So yeah. she's on her way to the terrible twos Yeah, because uh, she eats a little Lego. <laughs> Oh, that's not going to be fun, yeah. yeah. Passing Lego. Um, He's got a very tough chew toy that's red at the moment Mm -hmm. that I got from Kmart, which is a godsend because he really can't get through it. It's tougher than some... Mm. walls I've seen around uh, and he's passing that as well and I always get freaked out that it's that mm-hmm. why is there red in your poo yeah. and then I'm like oh okay it's, it's just your toy, chew toy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. not good but at least it's not as bad as it could be do you feed this dog? Uh, yeah I do okay, I actually yeah. feed him no, too so, much I, look honestly I was just wondering because of all of this last night it's hit a critical mass and it's probably why I brought him in this morning quite pissed is because he uh, when I have a nap during the afternoon if he comes up to me and he just goes eh, I'm like okay like fair enough mate I'll take you outside you need a wee that's like good I'm glad you're coming up and asking mm. me about this so just eh, he's realized that now that essentially means, oh, I just get attention if I go, so he started doing it just when he wakes up at 1.30 in the morning in the middle of the night and he's bored, he'll come up to me and just go, which is terrifying to wake up to by yourself. And you can't see him because he's a black dog, so I can't even see where he is. I just can hear. You're going to be a really, really impatient parent. That's what I'm starting to realize. But at least I'll be able to do that with someone else. (laughs) Josh, yesterday on the show, we were talking about stealing money from your parents. Apparently more than 50 kids between 7 and, I think, 17 or something, 8 or 17, are doing it. I very much did it. Uh, I was happy to confess because I think the statute of limitations of potentially... I don't know, less than $50 over the span of the year would be kind of okay. Yeah. Um. This has been taken to the next level because in Florida there has been a 14-year-old girl who um, she has gone into her grandparents' safe and has taken a considerable amount of money. As a matter of fact, half of their savings. Good Lord. Yes. Good Lord indeed. It's over thir- about 13 and a half grand in cash. That's not good. No. Um, her grandmother just sold her house and it was like half of the savings that she Aww. kept from that. So that's... And quite it's my heart, and I don't know these people. Yeah, I know. It's it's not good. Um, she's gone to school, though. That's what I mean. It's like, I don't know. It's very, very confusing, and it's like a, it's almost a bit of a nice thing that she's done. Hopefully, they can all get the money back, but she's gone to school and just handed out money to kids. Mm-hmm. She's just been like, yeah, here you go. You want 100 bucks? You, who wants $100? Oh. Here you go. Everyone, soup's on, everyone. Um, 
She's been caught, and the school have contacted the parents and have gone like, "Okay, look, we'll try, we'll try and call the students that we think got a hundred dollars and see if they still have it, and if yeah. they be are willing to give it back." Or it's going to be quite hard to track down. So hopefully they have it. Um, but they were alerted to it when a kid said came home from school and said, "Yeah, mum, there was a kid that came up to me and asked me if I wanted a hundred dollars, and I said, no, it's got to be stolen. I don't want anything to do with it.'" <laughs> that kid is a lot. I mean, I shouldn't keep comparing kids to me because I feel like maybe I was makes me realize things about myself. But yeah, I don't think I ever thought that ever. I don't think I ever thought this is probably something bad's happened here. Yeah. Let me not get involved. It was usually the exact opposite. It was mm. like, oh, that seems like something that will be fun and maybe not allowed. Let me do a bit of that. Yeah, I was pretty. Uh, so if if there was something really naughty happening, like yeah. kids were stealing money or something, I would I probably would have steered clear of it as a little kid. Yeah. Um. But then again, you got to make that cheddar. You got to make that cheddar cheese. I mean, if there's free money being handed out. You're 14. How else are you getting 100 bucks? Oh, how else are you going to get 100 bucks? You know how many times I'd have to mow the lawn at my house to get 100 dollars? How many of my dad's phones I'd have to steal <laughs> and sell to get 100 dollars? <laughs> Josh. My friend, who will very much remain nameless because let's not go down that rabbit hole, but um, they're asking me a pretty, a very, very sincere and honest question that I'm sure a lot of people, I mean, I would have no idea, but I'm sure a lot of people probably think in the back of yep. their brains a little bit, and we're very, very close friends, um, and I'm just, I just can't be honest For now. Him. Yeah, for now. You're very, very close friends for right now. So, okay. She asked me the other day, She's very recently uh, become a mother. And when I say very recently, I mean like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the other day she sent me a message and essentially just said, sincerely and honestly, do you think my baby is ugly? Do you think the baby, her baby's ugly? Yeah. You can't. Now I. You can't answer that question. You can. You yeah, very much can if the answer is yes. No, that's oh, what I'm saying. If no. the answer isn't yes, you can't answer that question. Yeah. So the answer, if the answer was no, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation because yeah. I'd go, no, what the hell are you on about? That's crazy. Whatever. But we're not having that conversation, are we? Oh, no, we're not. We're really not. And I don't want to have the conversation we're, we're having. I don't want, we're barely having a conversation, which is what I, if she ever hears this, which she never have, will, I don't, don't, this I don't is want what to be I'll party to. to this conversation. We're not having a conversation. I'm we're saying, talking. I'm saying we're not, I'm saying we're not having a conversation. That's all we're doing. We're not having a There's conversation. A baby. Yeah. And you've been asked whether it's ugly. Yeah. And, and you, if I was to say yes. And you can't uh, answer. If I was to say no, that would be fine. Okay. But you don't want to say no. I'm not saying it's fine. Okay. So Oh no! This is enough wiggle oh, no. room. No, I think. I've, not, I've watched enough suits no, to think that this is enough wiggle room like to this. get me out of this. I don't like this at all. I'm sure. I think every baby goes through phases where it's. Yeah. I don't think what it looks like now will be what it looks like in 12 years. There's a photo of me with my mum. I yeah. think I've shown you this photo before. Yeah. There's a photo of me with my mum where I can say confidently yeah. that I, for a little while, maybe like six months, yeah. was the baby that people would be like, oh, goosey goo, oh, yeah. baby. And then they'd get in the car and drive home from my parents' house like, and not say really to each other, jeez, what is going on with that kid's head? What are they feeding that thing? <laughs> 
I know that about myself. Yeah. But there was six months before I was very cute, yeah. and then six months after where I was very cute. And but in that middle six months, for some reason, I just turned into an alien. Like I don't know. Oh, I, I look like a, <laughs> I look like a steam dim sim. I don't know why I looked the way I looked. I borderline resent my friend for even putting me in this oh, position because I feel like say, she knows the answer. You wouldn't ask it if you knew you had the cutest baby. I tell you what, my goddaughters are dead set some of the cutest children yep. I've ever seen, movies included. Let me. Let they me are just... cuter than any child I've mm-hmm. seen on planet Earth. They are. They actually are. My my friend has never asked me once. Hey, do you think my babies are ugly? She knows. She because knows her she babies knows. are cute. This other friend is clearly having some sort of crisis, and she needs to be reassured. Let me show you how easy it is to lie about this, because you need to lie about it. You ask me the question. I'll ask the question. I'll pretend to be you in this scenario. This is how easy your job is. This is your only job, by the way. So I have a very ugly baby, okay? Okay, so right. So I'm my friend in this situation. I have a really ugly baby, okay? Oh my god. Hey, no, no, no. We're just role-playing here. We're just having fun. I'm not saying that this is what's happening. Hey... Do you think my baby's ugly? No. Have you seen they're bringing back Australian Idol? No. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is cool. Move on. Just yeah. move on. No and move on. That was the Ned and Josh, Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. If you or someone in your family has been injured at work, visit meja.com.au. Hit 104.7.